Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Not by coincidence, I've had several conversations this week with people asking me about the Holy Spirit. And I want to share tonight about what God has showed me and how I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I want to share that with you. But I want you to start with me in Psalm 103. God gave me this as I was sitting there getting ready to come up here. It says, Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all that iniquities. How does that happen? The gospel. Uh, Jesus died. He was buried, and he rose again. Who healeth all thy diseases? How did that happen? Jesus died. He was buried, and he rose again. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? How does that happen? Jesus died. He was buried, and he rose again. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? How does that happen? Jesus died. He was buried, and he rose again. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things? How does that happen? Jesus died. He was buried, and he rose again. And do you think that maybe tongues might be filling your mouth with good things? I think so. Never saw that until I was sitting down there. All right, let's turn to Mark 16. I'm going to begin in verse 15. I was brought up in a denominational church. And my mother came home one day, and out of the blue, this woman was not religious. I mean, I was the one that always went to church every Sunday. My parents would drive me to church. Actually, my dad would drive me to church, drop me off for Sunday school, pick me up after church, bring me home. And I was the only one in my house that went to church. And the last person that was ever going to go to church in my house was my mother. Well, she'd come home one night, and she said, Kathy, I got the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I'm like, where did this come from? And she shared with me what happened, and it got my interest up. It got my interest. I thought, you know, I've heard about this in, in the shadows. I mean, we didn't talk about this out loud in the denominational church. And if anybody brought it up, it was quickly beat down. We had a pastor one time that said, tongues are not a God. They're the devil. They're, you know, all that kind of sort of stuff. And now I got a mother that's, that's speaking in tongues. In fact, I went to the pastor, and I said, you know, I said, my mother came home, and she's speaking in tongues. And he said, you got to stop talking to your mother. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's something not right here. You don't stop talking to your mom because she's speaking in tongues. So I wanted to see what tongues were. I'd never heard them. I wanted to hear somebody speaking in tongues. I didn't know anybody but my mother, and she wouldn't do it for me. Don't know why she wouldn't do it for me. So I started searching for speaking in tongues. What was it like? Where was it? And anyway, so let's go to Mark 16. And like I said, the pastor said they are not for the Christian. They are the devil. Well, let's read Mark 16, verse 15. Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We know 1 Corinthians 15, the gospel is that Jesus died he was buried, and he was raised again the third day. That's the gospel. And he says to preach that to every creature. Yes, I preach it to my cats. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs 
shall follow them that believe. It says them that believe. These signs follow them that believe. It doesn't say these signs will follow them that preach. It says these signs follow them that believe. So you can be either on the podium or on the, in the green chair or the blue chairs. But if you believe, these signs will follow you. It says, in my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall speak with new tongues. Do you see what that says? It says, if you believe the gospel, you'll speak in new tongues. Not some people will speak in new tongues, but you don't. You will speak with new tongues. So that must mean it's for everybody that believes the death, burial, and resurrection. Let's go to John, uh, let's go to Matthew 3, 13. We're going to see somebody here that was baptized in the Holy Ghost. Verse 13 of Matthew 3. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John, his cousin John, to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And look what Jesus said to his cousin. Jesus answered and said, Suffer it to be so now. Suffer it to be so, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus was required to be baptized. Jesus was the Messiah. And like I spoke this morning, he became one of us. And for him to walk on this earth, he had to be baptized both by water and you will see by the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Then John suffered him. Next verse, 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus was baptized in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it. They're both the same. Baptized in the Holy Ghost. Well, guess what? Jesus says he's our example. He's our example. Now, how many of you wear that bracelet? What would Jesus do? Well, Jesus would get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Get after it. You're running a little late. Jesus was baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now, let's go to John 16, verse 17, or verse 7. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. This is Jesus talking about the death, burial, and resurrection. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come to you. Do you see, Jesus had to die, be buried, and be raised again for the Holy Ghost to come. Then he says, but if I depart, I'll send him unto you. Jesus had to go to the cross. He had to die. He had to be buried. He had to be raised from the dead so that he could send the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost is part of the gospel. It's part of the benefit. And Jesus obeyed, and he got the Holy Ghost. You think maybe we ought to? It says he goes on, and when he has come, the Holy Ghost, he will reprove the world of righteousness. That word reprove in my margin says convince. The Holy Ghost will convince the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Convince them of sin because they believe not on me. They believe not the gospel. 
convince of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more and convince of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. He goes, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, that's the Holy Ghost has come, he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me for he shall receive my mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore said I, he that shall take a mine and show it unto you. That's the job of the Holy Ghost for you. It's to guide us into all truth. And what a wonderful thing it is to have a guide into the truth of God. Now go with me to Matthew 9. Why? Why did Jesus have to go to the cross for us to get the Holy Spirit? Tells you in Matthew 9, verse 17, neither do men put new wine into old bottles, else the bottles break, and the wine runneth out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles. Jesus had to die, be buried, and raised again for our justification, so there's a vessel to stick it in us. He, we have to be born again. We have to have Jesus in us, and that makes us a vessel ready for the Holy Ghost. Now, go with me to Acts 5. That I've heard, but you can have the Holy Ghost, and you don't have to speak in tongues because that's not your gift. Uh, we're going to find out that's wrong. What does it say in Matthew 16? It says, these signs follow them that believe. The sign follows you if you believe they shall speak in tongues. It doesn't say half of them will speak in tongues and half of them won't. It doesn't say this one will and this one won't. It says these signs follow them that believe. That believe they shall speak in tongues. Now, Acts 5, verse 29. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, these, they're in front of the, um, they're in front of the uh, Pharisees. It says, we ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. Him has God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. He just preached to those Pharisees the gospel. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost. So is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him that obey him. The Father gives the Holy Ghost to those that obey him. What did Jesus say our work was? It was to believe the death, burial, and resurrection. What happens when you believe the death, burial, and resurrection? You speak in tongues. You speak in tongues. Obedience is believing that gospel. And when you believe that gospel, you'll speak in tongues. You'll speak in tongues. What a wonderful thing. What a gift of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he lets a vessel speak in tongues. Now, but you say, oh, but you can have the baptism in the Holy Ghost and you don't have to speak in tongues. That's not what Mark 16 says. And also Acts 10, 44. While Peter yet spoke these words, he was speaking to the Gentiles. The Gentiles, God told Peter, the Gentiles are also going to hear the gospel. So Peter's speaking to them. He preaches to them the gospel. Doesn't touch one of them. 
He's not touching one of them. He's preaching the gospel. And look what happens. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard the word. The Holy Ghost fell on them. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. And how did they know that? How did they know the people got baptized in the Holy Ghost? Next sentence. For they heard them speak with tongues. They heard them speak with tongues. How do you know you are baptized in the Holy Ghost? The evidence in uh, Acts 2, when all of them, the 120 got it, and now these nasty little Gentiles got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And how do you know they got baptized? They spoke in other tongues. And what does it say in, in Acts 5? It says, the Father gives the Holy Ghost to them that obey him. If you obey God, if you believe the gospel, you will be baptized in the Holy Ghost just like Jesus did, and then you will speak in tongues. You will speak in tongues. You know, I have found when I talk to my friends, my old Methodist friends, you know what they do? They make an excuse of why we shouldn't speak in tongues. You know why? Because they don't want to believe. They don't want to believe the gospel. Turn with me to Luke eleven thirteen. This is Jesus speaking. I'm going to begin in verse 11. If a son asks bread of any of you that's a father, if a son, if your son asks bread of you that's a father, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give a fish, give him a serpent? Or if he asks an egg, will he give him a scorpion? Now, verse 13. That's talking about a loving father. Look at verse 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more? How much more? How much more shall your heavenly father, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? that ask him. He sent Jesus to the cross for you. He's not going to hold back anything. He didn't hold back his own son for you. He's not going to hold back the Holy Spirit. He's not going to hold back the Holy Spirit. These signs follow them that believe. I went to the place that my mother got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they asked if anybody wanted it to come forward. I did. I did. I left the Methodist church. I thought, I've got to go on. It was God that kicked me out of there. So I went to this meeting, and I don't remember. I really cannot remember if anybody touched me or not, laid hands on me, whatever. There were four of us that went up front. You talk about four people looking at each other, looking kind of stupid, thinking, what are we doing here? What is, you know, and they, they prayed some kind of prayer. Do you know, I knew when I left there, I didn't have it. I knew. I, 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 I. Jibble jarbled some because I didn't want to miss it. I didn't want to go away being chicken. I thought I'll, I'll make up something. I'll just try. Well, I knew when I left there, I didn't have it. But a couple months later, I was in my apartment and I was sitting at the kitchen table and I was looking out the window. It was a beautiful day and I was studying, I think it was Western cult. That'll get you to 
look out the window. But anyway, I was looking out the window. It was such a beautiful day. I, start, I raised my hands and I started praising God. I started thanking God for the situations I was in. I started thanking God for where he had put me. I started thanking God for being in my life. I started thanking God I was born again. I just started thanking God for everything I could believe, for I could think of. And I started praising him. My hands were in the air. Nobody was around. It was beautiful. They were all gone, all the class. And I'm there alone. And I'm praising God. And I had my hands up. And you know the next thing I know? I'm speaking in a beautiful tongue. A beautiful tongue. My heart just broke out. Nobody laid hands on me. Nobody came and spoke to me. I didn't do anything but worship God. And the tongue came out. And it has been there ever since. I never lost it. I never lost it. I spoke in tongues with nobody there. You know, you can do the same thing. You can do the same thing. You say, but I've never heard anybody speak in tongues. You know, I was there and they're worshiping. It was kareshe, koroshiende, hato siete, harakienda show, tandata koroshiete keye. And the spirit would say to you that it's the spirit speaking and the, and the mind is unfruitful. The spirit was given to man because of the love of God. God gave it as a gift to you. Now receive it in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861 327 Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.